What's up, guys, and welcome to the Bachelor Pad Podcast, where two bachelors who've never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before sit down to review episodes right after they air. My name's Tyler. I'm here with one of my best friends, Scott. Hey, what is up, all you geckos out there? We are back for week two of Matt James' season of The Bachelor, and we are joined by a very special guest. Once again, a return from season two of our show. Our strongest expert that we have. Yeah, he is our Chris Harrison. Yeah. He, uh, he ushers us into greatness. <laughs> What's up, Jeremy? That was the best intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can uh, you can soundbite that and just, you know, for the rest of your life, whenever you go out to any sort of, like, uh, party, speaking engagement, uh, your vow renewals, feel free to just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm going to use that everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Interviewing at places like, hey, like, what are your credentials? Like, listen to this. <laughs> this is my intro when I walk up to the stage. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Uh, well, uh, at least until you get a better one. For sure. I don't know what's better than that. I mean, expert, Chris Harrison, comps. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you could probably just go now. <laughs> you guys i've reached the pinnacle it's been a good run of thanks life. guys i retire don't F worry we will play this at your funeral oh perfect <laughs> this is all i need well uh scott what's what's new with you man what's going on uh i don't have a ton new i did um get to go to a wedding this weekend so that was fun uh i'm sorry uh weddings are all canceled because of covid my they friend. aren't they aren't yes love love wins Tyler. if if i know anything about the bachelor it's that all of this is canceled if i learned anything from the bachelor it's that love wins fair enough <laughs> was it a, a nice wedding it was it was really nice it was my uh girlfriend's sister got married oh and so uh it was a small wedding at uh the the fiance husband uh i don't know what to call him the, the former the, the fiance groom, the groom's the, parents the current house. husband yeah. groom was the word i was looking for the momentary groom yeah. the momentary groom's mother's house oh, in their nice. backyard it was That's nice cool. yeah so it was a lot of fun how about you oh dude same old um it's uh i i feel like with work i'm experiencing what a lot of people experienced Last year with COVID, I was so busy. I was slammed with work. And uh, early this year, uh, we have, for my job, we have just a lot of things that are up in the air right now. And so I'm finding myself uh, like doing as much like learning as I can during this season mm -hmm. um, because I didn't have any downtime to learn aspects of my job last year. Uh, it was a new job. And so it was like, well, okay, well, I can I can take that time now. Um, but it just means a lot of time in front of a computer, in front of a screen. And, uh, I'm a little, I'm a little over it. I'm ready to like get my hands dirty again. So just about another year and a half and then we'll be done <laughs> <laughs> of, of, of just co COVID COVID. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant of work planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what tyler didn't say was that i'm the reason everything's held up <laughs> yeah. jeremy what about you man how are things going these are good man uh went to san diego last weekend Ooh. uh that was fun and uh you know during covid you don't get to travel much san diego is not far away but it felt like a 
like a vacation. Like you, you got know? to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Got to go somewhere, see new places. That was, uh, it was a fun time. My wife and I enjoyed that. So that was cool, man. Yeah. Other than that, it's just freaking COVID man. And I don't, you can, uh, you can tell me I can cut this out if we need to, <laughs> but you spent some time, you and your wife got to spend some time, uh, since last you were on the show in a house where a bachelor and bachelorette spent, right? Oh yeah, that happened actually. So in December, so, okay, rewind a little bit. So, uh, my wife and I got married during COVID it wasn't the wedding we wanted. It was just a, a really small gathering just for safety purposes. Uh, as an extension of that, our honeymoon got canceled. We we're going to go to Hawaii. And so we had a really cool Airbnb in Hawaii that we were going to go to. That didn't work out. So we got some Airbnb credits. And instead of like a week-long trip in Hawaii, we decided like, let's use these credits on somewhere super bougie. For a few days. <laughs> and in December, we went to uh, to Joshua Tree to a really cool place in the middle of the desert. Very beautiful. And the listing on Airbnb has Kalen and Dean posing in pictures. Oh, man. A few other people who, like, they're not on The Bachelor, but I'm sure they're, like, Instagram influencers. Yeah. And we're like, we definitely don't belong in a place like this. <laughs> but we can be here for a few days. And so that was a fun little trip. And normally we don't get those kind of luxuries, but uh, it just worked out. It was great. You know what's funny is, so, like I just said, uh, we I went to my girlfriend's sister's wedding this weekend. And some family of theirs flew in from out of town. And uh, she has a cousin who lives in Texas. And we were uh, driving her back to the airport on Sunday to take her because uh, so, she was going back home. And her and her cousin were talking in the car as we were driving. And it turns out she had met Dean and got a picture with him. And so like, oh, she was no like, showing us a picture of her with Dean. like She was just at like a bar or something and ran into him and was like, hey, can I get a picture with you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And she's like, how's your night going? He's like, it's great. Thanks for asking. Most people just ask for a picture and leave. Like, and they just had like a cool little chat. So. Oh, dude, Dean's funny. that guy. Dean has probably been all over the country. Just, you know, having a nice little road trip in his van. I feel like he's <laughs> that guy where so many people must have a story about when they saw Dean. Oh, I'm in, sure. In random I'm sure. places. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's the case. I love Dean. But uh, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it was fun. It was unexpected, but uh, we're grateful for it. It was a good time. Well, we are thrilled to have you back. Uh, we mentioned it, I think the last two weeks that it was like, oh, if we had Jeremy here, he could correct he us. He could answer that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the, the funny thing is my wife and I will listen to this usually like on a drive in sure. certain yeah. places. And my wife will be the first one to say this, but she'll be like, babe, I wish you were there. You could tell them what's going on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that happens like at least once a week. It's really funny. Well, Put them in their place. We're, we're so thankful that you let us have Jeremy's time, Kendall. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, babe. Uh, so this week on... Before uh, we jump in, I want to give a shout out. Oh, yeah, let's do it now. Because I missed it last week. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't miss it. Our interns missed it. Yeah. Ah. The dogs. Freaking interns. <laughs> uh, but we actually I'm gonna had... I'm going to blame it on Echo. She's in heat right now. She has a lot on her mind. <laughs> it's... Uh, we actually had someone email us on Christmas Eve. Oh, on Christmas Eve. It was on Christmas Eve. Uh, Francis Rich emailed us. Okay. And this is uh, a, a new gecko that uh, it's our first contact with, with this person. And they, uh, they said, hi, love your podcast. Just some info. Tasha's presumably Christian, so she's talking about our last season because we kind of ended with like, "Hey, what happened with Ivan?" 
we didn't really learn like what their religious differences were. And so she, this person's uh, uh, filling it in for us. Yeah. She or he Francis is a gender ambiguous name. So we don't want to assume it is. I'm going to guess it's a girl. Okay. So I'm going to say, uh, Francis, let us know you if you're a fan. If, if, if this is a guy, let Dude, me know. So haven't can... you seen house of cards? Like that's, Oh yeah. I could go either way. I'll just, I'll use uh gender neutral names. There you go. They said, uh, <laughs> Tasha is presumably Christian. She is a Bible. She has a Bible verse on her Instagram and Ivan is possibly Muslim per his uh, brother's Instagram bio and also an Instagram story in response to Ivan getting eliminated due to religion. Have a great day, Francis. Oh, well, mm. Thanks for uh, doing the the legwork on the research for us, Francis. Usually, to be honest with you, we shoot from the hip. <laughs> no we idea. just kind of say stuff, and then we just look at Jeremy and like, "Is that's right, right?" Yeah, I'll and, nod yes or no. And then when Jeremy's not here, we say it, and we nod to Jeremy's empty chair, and then and we Adam. just we just assume that's a, a yes. <laughs> it's an implicit yes per his contract. Um, no, but Francis, thank you for doing the lead legwork on a little bit of research for us. We, we do. I mean, like I still do. I, I, I love Tasha. I wish the best for her and Zach. Um, I, I think that, and Jeremy, you didn't get to talk about this on the finale. Um, so feel free to weigh in if you feel differently, but I feel like she had no bad choices. I'd agree. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the few times where you're like, Hey, whoever you end up with, we're America's good with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zach was great. I, I thought he was the clear choice. And yeah. so, okay. I mean, she had great choices to begin with, but, yeah. um, that definitely ended the way it should. And that's not always how it happens. Sure. So good for Tasha. Yeah. Like she's got a good head on her shoulders. And, and good for her for, for standing up for what she believes. And, and if this is true, you know, about Ivan's faith and about her faith, um, you know, the research that, that you've done, Francis, uh, man, I, I'm, I definitely think that uh, anytime you come into a, a situation where you're entering potentially into as serious of a relationship as engagement and you guys aren't on the same page about faith, you're going to run into problems, mm -hmm. which dovetails very nicely into this season of the bachelor, <laughs> yep. uh, where we have Matt James and we talked about this a little bit last week, but man, is he unapologetic about his faith? Yeah. I was surprised that that date, I don't know who he's with, but she brought up faith Lauren. Yeah. Lauren. And, uh, and he lit up. I mean, it was like music to his ears, uh, which is interesting. I, I don't know. Listen, Tasha. Uh, showed signs of being a believer. You know, she prayed, I think, at one point or talked about her faith, whatever it was, um, but wasn't too outspoken about it. Yeah. Because I feel like it's not, um, it's not always very safe to talk about very mm -hmm. personal things like that. So to see, uh, to see Matt uh, just kind of talk about that was really cool. Yeah, we've seen it multiple times. Like he, he prayed in the first episode. He talked about it on some of his conversations with the girls. And then tonight... Uh, in the episode, he was on the date with Sarah and, yeah. and like told her that like, Hey, I'm going to be praying for your dad and praying for your family as you guys go through this difficulty. And he's just been super like open and vulnerable, vulnerable about, uh, his, yeah, his religion this whole time. I really liked though, what he said to Lauren on their date that he said, uh, you know, I do my best to not, um, like be 
overly broadcasting the fact that I'm a Christian. And at first I was like, oh, like what, why, you know? But I liked what he said. He said, you know, a lot of times that comes with, you know, really like preconceived notions. A lot of people like have in their own mind what that means and mm-hmm. what goes along with that. Um, but that is where I'm coming from. That is the most important thing to me. And like to be able to, I, I don't know, Jeremy, you might be able to as our, our resident bachelor expert. I know from hearing from other people that Colton came in with a little bit of a stronger, maybe faith background. Is that the case? Is that how you remember it? You know, he talked about it and, uh, the, the girl he ended up with, I think her name was Cassie. Uh, she went to a Christian university too. So presumably I'm guessing she was a, was a Christian. Um, yeah, I think he was, I get this weird feeling though from bachelor nation because it's, oh man, I, I want to be careful how I say this, but it's almost like rewarded to, to have that, those kind of values. Mm. Um, like I think it's very common for a bachelor or bachelorette to, um, talk about those values, maybe not strongly, but at least a little bit because it engenders some sense of, um, I don't know, respect from the audience. You get a lot of people very conservative maybe who watch the show and, and they're like, Oh, that's really cool. You know, they can respect that. Um, and you always kind of wonder, like, is it like how big a deal is it? Like, are you just trying to get favor from the audience or is it mm-hmm. real? Like, I think when Colton brought it up, for instance, like I just kind of wondered, I was like, is this a big part of your life? And if it's not like, dude, that's okay. Like, <laughs> just don't bring it up. Uh, but like, I remember, I think even Peter mentioned something and I was like, dude, <laughs> there's nothing about your life that tells me that that's like a priority to you. So just don't worry about it. Especially when it was compared to Madison. Oh, yeah. Well, and that was the context. <laughs> that was the, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was what I was thinking about was Madison came out very strong that her faith was very important to her and she was looking for a husband would lead her spiritually. Those were her words. Mm. Lead her spiritually. I'm strong in my faith and I'm looking for someone stronger. Right. (laughs) And deer in the headlights, he, I I believe lied, especially based on some of the conversation that we had later between her and his mother who said, you know, he likes to party and I want someone imposing their morals on him. Uh, you know, where he lied and said like, yeah, that's important to me too. But you could see the deer in the headlights for him. And I think you're right. always kind of look like that though. <laughs> he did a little, he did the whole season yeah. <laughs> resting deer in the headlights. I think that's a tagline for pilot Pete's season <laughs> deer in the headlights. <laughs> but Jeremy, I think you're right. I think there is like some segment of like Americana Christianity mm. where there's like some element of the American dream for so long in our history included like going to church on Sundays and by going to church, that was going to probably a Baptist church, you know? Mm. Um, And culture has departed from that quite a bit. And I think in some ways for the better, because it's become more honest and real. Um, and people who would claim like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian are now being more honest about like, well, no, I was raised with, I was raised going to church, but it means nothing to me. 
Uh, I think that's more honest. And I think honesty is always better. But I feel like maybe in The Bachelor, in Bachelor Nation, not with the fans, but with the the franchise, that sometimes it is rewarded. That it's like if you have a strong faith background, that like you're going to win points with middle America. Yeah, I think what was interesting here is, uh, I mean, the topic we're talking about is kind of faith, but really I think what was surprising is that he took a strong take on something like this happened to be faith, but um, I think when somebody puts their neck out, if you will, and says, I really believe in fill in the blank. Now for Matt, in this scenario, it was faith, but I think you just don't see very many leads do that. Just strong opinions. Yeah, yeah, strong opinions, because it, I, I, I think it's risky. It's very risky nowadays to be strong about anything. Like if he came out and was like, pineapple does not belong on pizza and if you <laughs> eat pineapple pizza i'm you're not getting a rose yeah. i mean if he was that strong about it then yeah that would be intense <laughs> <laughs> I, I would never go on that season because i love pineapple on pizza but uh, well i hate it i would have there are a been lot of people Matt's, who would disagree yeah. with you i know i would have i, I would have been in your uh your fictionalization of matt's situation <laughs> i would have been Matt in that fictionalization well geckos let us know if you like pineapple on pizza and if you think tyler should get a rose <laughs> <laughs> oh man but no, I, I, I think that I agree with you. I think it's really impressive for him to be, because even Tasha, throughout as fantastic as she was, I felt like was at least what we saw in the edit, asking a lot out of these guys, but not offering always as much in return. I feel like with some guys she really did, but not with all of them. And I feel like Matt is meeting the expectation that he's calling them to of like, I'm asking you guys to be real with me, to be vulnerable and I'm going to lead the charge. I'm going to be vulnerable. And part of vulnerability is sort of laying out your, your uh, like non-negotiables. And I think he's really just been uh, leading to in a good way. I, and he did something that I haven't seen any of the leads thus far. Granted, this is only my third season now watching this show. Um, but he now to multiple women on the show has said something along the lines of, uh, let me know how I can show you that I'm someone worth dating too. Mm. Whereas I feel like so much in these shows, like the lead, it's just taken for granted their catch and everyone right. else <laughs> has to prove right their value and their worth and he's saying i know you're all competing for my attention but i want you guys to see that i'm like improving in these ways and growing in these ways and trying in these ways too so you're saying a normal bachelor might call themselves you know maybe a king yeah. <laughs> only fit for a queen <laughs> who's your favorite queen <laughs> oh, i think there's only one <laughs> of all of the queens on this season uh, who, who that's their listed occupation. Oh yeah, man. Hard choice. Uh, do I have to pick her? <laughs> <laughs> no one. That's my <laughs> No, I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into a little bit of Victoria because, you know, we knew on the outset of this season that she was going to be, I think, you know, m my personal opinion an absolute plant 
from the producers of this is just going to be amazing television. It's a travesty. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like let's put someone whose only principle is themselves in a season who, where the lead is very principled. Oh, he's so thoughtful too. And selfless. (laughs) Like of all the guys to be stuck with her. (laughs) Gosh. Oh man. It's honestly hard to watch when she's on TV. It is. It's, it's always cringy. Like I have to watch for sure, but it's hard sometimes. It's like, why there's people like that for real that exist. She's like the, like the ultimate Karen, you know what I mean? Like she's Mm -hmm. the alpha of all Karens. Like hipster Karen. Yeah. Like I understand her name is Victoria, but Karen, someone had to have been in a, in a, in a boutique, uh, like, uh, retail store on Hollywood Boulevard. And she walked in and started like throwing herself around and demanding things from the staff. And they just tweeted out, like assuming her name was Karen, that all Karens are like this. And it just started the meme. That has to be what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. In her, uh, in her chat with Matt too, she was very surface level. I felt like, and then like at the end was like, I've never been this real. <laughs> and I was like, you've never been that real. You've never said like, hi. <laughs> like, well, I, I'm not defending her by any stretch of the imagination, but in her defense, her depth was that uh, she has insecurities. Like she put on this dress and wondered, do I look fat? And that was her version of depth, which I feel like every uh, woman yeah. I've ever known There's- in my entire life has always <laughs> said, like when they put on a piece of clothing that is new to them, that's a concern that they have. And I got to be honest, I got to break the, uh, the, the gender norm. Every time I put on a new piece of clothing, <laughs> I wondered, man, yeah. do I look fat? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that her version of depth was that because it was like, oh, you mean you're normal. (laughs) (laughs) I ask a little bit of a different question when I put on new clothes. I ask, does this make me look skinny? (laughs) Glass half full. (laughs) But it's like like a positive question. Yeah. yeah. Does this make me look skinny? Yeah. You're like, oh man, that's awesome. Gosh, I was good today. Yeah. (laughs) But that's great. It's much more delightful to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) Because if it's like, no, it doesn't. It just looks normal. <laughs> but if it's like yes, and it's like I'm gonna wear that a lot. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a more positive way of looking at your wardrobe. This is life advice from Scott. Yep. Yeah, this is nice for all you geckos out there. Stop looking at the glass half full, half empty, half empty. <laughs> Start looking at it half full and ask yourself, man, does this outfit make me look skinnier? <laughs> but I, you know what? I actually I'll pull back because. A little bit, not not a ton, but I I mean, body issues are for sure an insecurity for a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, she yeah. did share a little bit. Yeah, and I and I think especially compared to even for women comparing themselves to the shape that Matt is in, which let's be honest, what a piece! Like like he is that r- dude is yeah. ripped. He's ripped, yoked, cut. Whatever your descriptor <laughs> is, like he is that. He he's, fits it. He's, yeah, he I feel like amazing. there are like sixes and eights and tens and then Greek gods. <laughs> and then there's Matt James. And I think that's Matt. 
And yeah. then there's the person that God made the mold from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt James is absolutely up there with like Brad Pitt and the, both Ryan's and you know, all those other yeah. people watch out guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think that it, it, you're absolutely right. It's a normal thing for everybody and that was her version of like I was so deep, and I've never gone that deep with a nut with a guy mm-hmm. before. Well, I even think to Tasha's season. I know we've called back that a lot already, but thinking to our boy Ben, like that also guy, in incredible shape, was incredibly fit, and like his one of his big things was like he had body shame issues and just felt like he didn't fit right in his skin. So yeah, makes sense. So, I mean, I don't know. For her to say that that was... And and granted, we can absolutely chalk some of this up to editing. Sure. Like, she could have gotten deeper. I doubt it. Um, But then she goes on this, like, rampage when Marilyn, it, like, goes in to have a, a her one-on-one time with Matt... And she says, you know, I'm feeling really, like, insecure because we haven't gotten any time together. Like, we haven't, we didn't really get any time together uh, a ton the first night. And then, like, I didn't get a date this week. And, like, I'm just feeling insecure. Like, do you want me here? And he says, I absolutely do. In fact, you told me that your favorite flower was an orchid. I, not only did I remember that, I got you an orchid. Like, what a affirmation that yeah. he gave her. Well, yeah. the intern got the orchid. <laughs> well, but sure. What? But I'm sure he said, <laughs> yeah. can you, can someone get me an orchid? Like, she mentioned this. Sure. Can someone get yeah. me an orchid? But, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Like, he is somehow managing to date this many women. Mm. Right. Like, I've never, in all the time we've watched it, it's always been like they've dated a few of them and everyone else is kind of like sub-characters. Along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. But so far, like he's even he's giving Victoria the time of day and like listening to her, hearing her. Uh, but even some of these lesser characters so far in my viewing of it, like Marilyn, where it's like, I didn't get time of day. I didn't see you. I didn't get all this stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, but this one thing you did say that one time we did talk. I remember that and I got something for you. Yeah, I was like, that's impressive. Way to go, Matt. It's very move. impressive. It's very impressive. I, I think that he's showing so much intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Marilyn walks out obviously elated as anyone would be. Yeah. She got special treatment. Yeah. yeah. And enjoy it while you can. Yeah. Because you never know who's going to go in and tell Matt that <laughs> you're the devil. <laughs> And you're the reason they had to sleep on a couch. <laughs> I love that all people who could have been accused of that was that sweet, sweet girl. She's so sweet. Like she was the reason you had to sleep on a couch. The only like, person that would have been funnier. Abigail. Is Abigail. <laughs> because Abigail's possibly the nicest person I've ever seen ever. <laughs> but yeah. It's, oh it's my just gosh. Craziness. Yeah. And so... Victoria starts this crazy rumor and Matt calls Marilyn in and my favorite part of this whole episode, it was my least favorite part. Let me be clear, but also my favorite part. It's the reason why I watch this stupid, amazing show (laughs) Uh, was when Marilyn confronted Victoria with all this 
and Victoria, like Marilyn's like, can I sit there? And she was like, no, you can sit there. And Marilyn's like, okay, can I sit here? And she said, that's fine. Then I'm going to sit over there. (laughs) Just doesn't want to be on the same couch as her. It's like that person who's like, people sleep on these. (laughs) (laughs) That's my bed. Okay. Remember how I left and then blamed it on you? This is where I've been sleeping for one night. Okay. That's the craziest thing about this to me is that they're literally at, at this point seems like they're like one night in two nights in. Yeah. Not far. And like, this has only been one rose ceremony. Yeah. And this is coming up already. Like for real. Victoria's a special person. Yeah. There's just too much drama started already by this one person. Like, and, and maybe Matt, I would think he's seen a lot of these shows because his roommate was on it. And you'd think he, if I was ever on this show, just from the short amount of seasons I've seen, I would think if there's anyone that comes to me and complains about someone else within the first three episodes, I'm getting rid of both of them and just going to keep moving. And it's, I'm sorry for whoever that got pulled into that person's drama, but it's my only shot at making sure I get rid of the person who is causing Right. Like yeah. it's one of these two people yeah. and <laughs> let's just nip Cut it in off. the bud. Cut yeah. them off. Dude, the producers would hate you. I know. <laughs> but I would win the show. <laughs> and that's that's what it's all about, right? Winning. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's definitely not about finding love. It's no. about winning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So we had a we had a couple of people that I think jumped out a little at me throughout this that I, I want to hear what you guys think about. And then, you know, you guys can mention anyone that jumped out to you, if anyone else did um but one of the people that really jumped out to me in this episode was mj like i really didn't have a lot of opinion about her last week Mm -hmm. i i sort of liked her look but i i don't know what limited interaction with her this week i really liked her i think that she's a little bit of a cool cucumber like she's maybe a little bit on the outside of you know drama and intrigue and all that kind of a thing like even how she won the the challenge like everyone was focused on the one thing and that just left her free to grab the heart and run the other way Mm -hmm. completely unchallenged and that really stood out to me as it's like man that's someone who knows how to stay above the fray Hmm. i think the real controversy here is not about victoria it is that the MVB award did not go to MJ. I know. MJ, well, it's because she won. Yeah, she won. She, she was won on the, the winning game team for but, her team. Yes. But they gave it to Kim Kardashian instead. <laughs> I just. Oh, man. Man, MJ deserved the award. Wait, just gonna who say. did get it again? What was her name? I'm pretty sure it was Mari. It was. It was oh, Mari. It was Mari. It was yeah, Mari. It was Mari. Yeah. Kim Jr. <laughs> she's. Does she look like her? Oh, yeah. She's a little. She's a little <laughs> oh, bit of a Kardashian. Yeah, she does. She looks like uh, she looks like all of the Kardashians' sisters, just like uh, a mashup, an amalgamation of all the Kardashians. Mm. But you know, I don't know. Maybe she's a sweet girl. Amalgamation's yeah, I mean, a fun word. That's our uh, <laughs> that's our batch pad word of the day. <laughs> amalgamation. <laughs> yeah. Amalgamation, a collection of ideologies <laughs> a personified. Collection of Kardashians. <laughs> 
<laughs> Amalgamation. We should start having a word for every episode. <laughs> Let's not say we didn't, because I feel like I'm just going to get made fun of for it. Because so. <laughs> you know all the best words. <laughs> You're way more intelligent than I am. I when face it comes a to lot of heat. Vocabulary. <laughs> face a lot of heat about my word choices, okay? I'm going to say the word gesture instead of... Uh... <laughs> no, jester. Oh, jester, yeah. There are a bunch of gestures. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe that she said gesture. Uh, that honestly was not quite as good, but on par with lingerie. You know, mm. for a queen, you'd think she'd have a better vocabulary. <laughs> you'd think she'd have a better handle on any bit of English, but she clearly doesn't. Yeah, her grammar is not strong. What was the uh, What was the idiom that she messed up? Oh, uh, it's like we're your oil. No, no, no. She said your oil and I'm vinegar. Yeah, Yeah, not oil and water. (laughs) Not oil oil and water. Yeah, like she's a salad dressing. She's a a vinaigrette. (laughs) (laughs) Like I taste really good with lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) Your oil, spinach. (laughs) Your oil and I'm vinegar. And when we're mixed together, we taste amazing on arugula. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some strawberries. (laughs) Crushed walnuts. Uh, yeah, no, she clearly has zero concept of, of idioms at all. But anyway, uh, MJ stood out to me quite a bit. Uh, I also really liked, uh, so he started off with, uh, his first group date that we didn't get a chance to talk about was with Brie, wasn't it? With Brie? Oh, it's first solo date. First solo date. That's what, I'm sorry. What did I say? You said group date. I meant solo date. His first solo date was with Bree. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they connected a ton. I think so. And we got to further see their conversation um, about her um, being raised by a single mom. Yeah, which was really fascinating. Yeah, apparently her mom was like 13 when, when she had her. And uh, apparently is also, when they were recording this, now pregnant again. Yeah. And so she was talking a little bit about how she feels kind of like left out. She doesn't feel like a part of that family anymore because her mom's kind of like has this new boyfriend and has now a child on the way. And she feels like she's disconnected there. And so she's just trying to kind of find her place. And so I think Matt really felt for her in that, but also connected with her on being raised by a single mom because that was his story too. So I I definitely see their relationship growing. Yeah. And she was obviously in our top four. She might've been, pretty high for you right i put her i think at number two from last week yeah yeah jeremy have you any, have you had any thoughts about brie so far the last couple episodes uh i thought this is a really good episode for her mm-hmm. um i thought it was hilarious watching her swoon over Matt. Oh, when he uh, took his shirt off. Yeah, I love that whole scene where he takes his shirt off unnecessarily before he cuts the wood also unnecessarily. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like you they know didn't there's... have people there to cut the wood <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> that was really fun to watch. But you know what? They had great chemistry, which is cool. Because, you, you, uh, you know, you can see really cool girls uh, and a really cool lead, but they don't always, like, match up well together. Sure. Um, you could tell from this date, like, I, I don't know if she's like, you know, top three or four, but she's like at the top somewhere. Um, so that was cool. She seems like a good girl. Um, they connect well, like they landed yeah. being flipped over in a, uh, 
they had a near-death experience. (laughs) That was hilarious. I loved when he was like talking to the camera and he's like, her mother's going to kill me. Bree's mom, I'm really sorry. I'm going to protect her better from now on. Starting now. <laughs> Starting now. I really want to see a hometown now. Oh, yeah. Uh, just Where she for like, that. can react to it. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. That'd that would be, be a lot of fun. Actually, I don't even know if it would air by then. Uh, so who knows? But still, I think Bree was great. I'd be happy if she got to top three or oh, four. Yeah, I didn't even think about that because it's already like fully wrapped. So there's no way they would. Oh, yeah, yeah. That. Typically. Yeah. 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 All they know is what their their son or daughter tells them Got once it. they get there because they're I think have no outside contact from the time they get there. Yeah, that's true. And I'll tell you what for the families that's probably better because I think if I were a family and I saw all the crap that happened early in the season, uh it's hard to be neutral, you know, when oh, somebody yeah. comes over. So it's probably better that families know less. Oh yeah. <laughs> at that point. Well, and I had a friend who was on a reality TV show years ago and, um, he was sequestered. Like he was removed the first night kind of a thing, but he was sequestered for like three weeks later. Like he was in a hotel, like they put them all up in hotel in Los Angeles and like they didn't have their cell phones and everything for like three weeks until it was clear to America like that this first round was over and who had like not made it. Mm. And so like, I think that they, they hold all of this super secret until, you know, it, it gets to a point that there's nothing to spoil. So how does reality Steve always get the the scoop then? He uh, sits outside of the compound with binoculars and oh, uh, creep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great ghillie suit though. So no one can see him. Yeah, it's strong. Yeah, strong move for sure. <laughs> What's Marty McFly's dad's name? George. George McFly. He's just a George McFly. He's a George McFly. Yeah, up just in the trees, in trees just with the binoculars. binoculars. Yeah, is that the alias for Reality Steve? That yes, George, George McFly. McFly. That's <laughs> that's his real name. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Reality Steve, for doxing you on. Uh, uh, it was <laughs> a good podcast. run. Uh, Jeremy, how great would it be if that's actually his real name and we figured it out? And he's like, "How did <laughs> they know?" <laughs> also, a tragic name to have if you're going to try to be an entertainment. <laughs> Jeremy, what did you think, uh, and what are your thoughts about Sarah and where she fits in this? Because it was interesting you pointed out because I'd remembered her. We watched this episode together, and I had remembered her uh, story about her father being uh, having Lou Gehrig's disease. Uh, and she stood out to me because she's a reporter from mm. Palm Springs. And when they were on their initial date, uh, she didn't um, she didn't open up about that. And then they went to dinner. And as they were going to dinner, you pointed out, well, she might be being set up as someone who might be going home. And then she did open up. So hearing all of that and hearing her open up to, to Matt... What are your thoughts about Sarah at this point? Yeah, I respect her a lot more 
like seeing the second half of their date because yeah going into commercial break i thought for sure like she was okay being sent, yeah. they're queuing her up to go home but you know they do that a lot and it's it's kind of a make or break because they'll set it up and it's like well will she open up and sometimes the answer is no and they go home uh in this case i'm glad it was yes like she opened up about her family and i think hearing about why she was hesitant mm. made it more uh it just made more sense. Like I, I think, uh, I think Matt really related to her story. Oh yeah, and um, and it's it's a sad story, but you know what? Like I think you see a side of her where she's very selfless. Like mm-hmm. um, she's a very driven woman, and she gave up something so important to her because her dad was more important. And um, I think that's very endearing. And I don't want to say endearing like in a bad way. Like that's legitimately admirable. So um, I came out of that thinking, man, like she is a strong contender. You know, you look at her and it's it's hard because a lot of these women, they look uh, very driven. They look very attractive and you don't always know if there's substance. And in this case, you saw a real quality person. Um, so I thought it was great. Yeah, I I was impressed by her a lot. I forgot her story. And so when uh, she earlier on in the date kind of dodged that question, I was like, what is happening? Like, cause I just totally <laughs> forgot to start. Cause I noticed it too. And we kind of looked at each other and uh, I thought like, Oh weird. Like what's going on there. And then when she opened up and then you had said like, yeah, that's why I said that. And I was like, Oh yeah. I forgot. We knew that story already. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was like her introduction in the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode kind of a thing. But so. Matt probably never saw that. So oh no. This was he, Matt's yeah. First oh time. Yeah, yeah. Total news to him. Total news to him. Um, but yeah, any other women that, uh, stuck at, stuck out, stuck out to you guys, um, moving, you know, maybe up or down on Matt's radar. Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> what direction? She just stood out a lot. <laughs> she got more screen time than anyone for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even the people who had solo dates. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really have anyone else that stood out. I feel like, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the, the woman from Ethiopia. Maggie. Maggie. She had some hilarious interaction with Victoria. Oh, yeah. That was funny to me. Where she, she was just like, uh, that doesn't sound like Marilyn. And she's like, well, I wasn't there, though. I wasn't there. <laughs> I like, well, I don't know what's going on, but I wasn't there. Don't get me involved in this. Yeah, like poor Maggie's like, I in her head, you could just see her like in the edit. You could just see her face being like, I left Ethiopia for this, like, like, <laughs> like this, this BS drama. Like, are you serious right now? Like, and she's like a pharmacist. She's, you know, um, like not only like a medical professional, she's a, a doctorate level medical professional. And she's like, are, for real right now, <laughs> like, this is what I'm dealing with. And we didn't even talk about either that. It seems like about half of the girls didn't get any time with Matt that evening because of the drama with Victoria. Yeah. I, I, I imagine that's a difficult thing to come out of a week where five women didn't get dates. And right. I, now I imagine at least some of those women are also women who now didn't get a chance to talk with Matt. So there's possibly someone there who hasn't seen Matt since night one and is about to just go through a second row ceremony. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. And maybe even some of those because not all of the women got time with him night one. So there, I, I haven't been able to keep track and I don't think that they've necessarily kept track of this for us, but potentially even a couple of women that haven't had any interaction haven't had with a him. single conversation with him outside of intros. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be really rough. Totally. That would be really rough. I would be livid at, as some of the women obviously are. And we saw in the preview for next episode, like we're, we're launching full steam ahead into drama. And what, how do you guys think, uh, if you guys were in that situation, would you take the initiative and like interrupt his conversation with other women? Or, uh, would you wait for Matt to come to you? I think I would interrupt multiple times. You would go the Victoria route. Uh, yeah, I think in this show you got to be bold. Yeah. Um, I think in in the real world, uh, this probably isn't a big deal, uh, and you don't have to worry about interrupting people and being kind of a jerk sometimes. But in this show, if you don't do that a little bit, you don't make it. And yeah. in and the real world, if you're dating thirty people, <laughs> the tw- all those people should probably leave that person. Yeah, I mean, Scott, I don't know if I've told you about how I met my wife, but... Um, <laughs> Kendall, I, might, I think it might be too late for you. <laughs> no, man, she got my final rose. Okay. Forever. Oh, She's woo, always congrats. got my final rose. Yep. <laughs> Love you, babe. Well, let's, uh, let's pivot a little bit. Let's jump into our favorite segment of the night, relationship advice. Oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is... Uh, uh, my boyfriend, 26 male, and I, 24 female, have been dating for two years now and we're currently living together. Yesterday, my boyfriend and I had one of those late night deep talks and that is when he confessed to me that he is the guy that bullied me in school. He apologized for everything and told me that he didn't realize who I was when we met again two years ago. School was a living hell for me. Uh... Because of him, I was having panic attacks, harmed myself, and seriously thought about taking my own life because I was in a constant state of fear and depression back then and had no one to talk to about this. Ten years ago, my boyfriend was just plain cruel to me. It never really clicked in my brain that the guy that I'm dating used to be my bully. I never knew my bully's last name, and his first name is actually very common, so of course, I didn't think that my boyfriend was a bully, was my bully. My boyfriend switched to a different school at the age of 17 and graduated there. I always assumed that this was the only school he'd been to. I... I'm honestly very frustrated right now because I don't know how to feel about this whole situation and I'm also having a lot of troubles putting all this into words as English is not my first language. I love my boyfriend and I'd even go so far as to saying I've never loved anyone more than him, but at the same time, I hate the guy that bullied me. The fact that my boyfriend is the exact same guy that ruined my self-esteem and basically caused me anxiety and depression seems unreal to me. I'm starting to resent him for what he did to me. Could this be a reason for a possible breakup? And then I want to jump ahead because uh, that was two weeks ago. And then today she posted an update. She said, I don't know if anyone's interested, but I guess I need to get this off my chest. Two weeks ago passed since my boyfriend confessed to me that he used to be my bully. We all know this part of the story. I'm going to jump ahead a paragraph. 
We agreed to take a little time to break from our relationship. It's not a breakup, just a small break. I'm still unsure whether continuing our relationship is worth it, but I'm but I think I'm going to at least try to continue. My boyfriend is apologetic apologized to me many times and I can tell that he is genuine but still it just hurts to know that he was the person that caused me so much pain back then all my friends told me to entirely break up with him uh, but they don't realize how much I love my boyfriend and how much he means to me I have no doubt that he's changed in those 10 years because he treats every single person with so much respect but his bullying almost cost me my life back then Hmm. crazy story that, that is a crazy story by the way this was posted from uh we'll call her throw it's just throw ra so that just means throw re- relationship advice is a throwaway account so we'll call her throw throw man that is rough i'm sorry that you've had to go through that i, I feel like that's a fear of of so many people is Cause that's essentially what the fear is of people who like are afraid of marriage is I'm afraid I'm going to fall in love with someone who is going to hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. And so now you've realized you have fallen in love with someone who did hurt you. And so, um, I, I completely understand, uh, that this is a difficult situation and, and hard to, to deal with. I don't know what I would do if I was in your shoes. I honestly think you could go either way. And it could be a good thing. Um, I would say, um, I don't know if you have gotten counseling or haven't, but I would recommend talking to some professionals uh, uh, on just how to identify what you're feeling um, in this time um, to help just work through some of those things. Because I think this could be a real big opportunity for you to f- uh, like learn like deep forgiveness and learn some real like strength within yourself. I think it's also, I kind of correlated it too with, I know people have gone through like bad breakups and they um, struggle to even connect with anyone with the same name as that person, right? It's like, oh, it's just another Matt or, oh, it's just another whatever. Um, I chose Nothing Matt. against all you Matts out <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> I chose Matt because that's our bachelor. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a similar thing. Cause 10 years has gone by. You've even said he's a completely different person than he was back then. And I'm sure he has changed in 10 years. So essentially it is a different person, but at the same time, it's the same person. And so, man, I, I don't know. I'm really struggling with like how I would handle this situation. I think part of me would have, um, resentfulness and be bitter towards that person um, and blame them for a lot of difficulties in my life. And then part of me would think on the, I, she said they've been dating for two years. Yeah. The two yeah. years that I've spent with this person and how that that's not been my experience at all. And then it would also cause some doubt in me like, okay, maybe this person has been fake to me for two years. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you, what are you guys processing and thinking right now through this post? Well, here's the thing. I, I believe that people can change. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that there are times when we need to be forgiving and we need to let things go. Uh, But I think in this case, I just don't know if this is something you can get past. 
I really don't. And, and the reason I say that is because I feel like uh, the thing that changed everything in this conversation for me was the last part where she said, like, it almost cost me my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so that to me tells me how, uh, how high the stakes were for this and how deep the hurt was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't think you ever really forget that. You know, I had someone tell me once that you, you should forgive, but to forget is kind of foolish. Mm. Uh, and the example they gave is they said, well, imagine you're a parent and you leave your kids with a babysitter. And while you're gone, this babysitter does a bunch of reckless stuff and, and puts your kids at risk, you know, in multiple ways. When you find out, like, it's one thing to forgive them, but like to completely forget means to be a terrible parent, right? Like, are you going to leave your kids with that same babysitter again? Like, heck no. What and if they forgot so much that they forgot the babysitter's number? <laughs> I forgot their name. <laughs> so I didn't realize. Uh, so to me, I'm like, I just don't think this is something you get past. I think yeah. this is always going to be something in the back of your mind where you wonder if you can trust this person because you've seen one side of this guy uh, while you're dating, but you know, there's a huge part of this person. And I know that it was when they were younger. I get that. And people change, but, um, I think that's just always going to be in the back of your mind. And I think the other thing that kind of set off a red flag to me is you're like, I think I, and th this is hard because I know this is their second language, so I don't want to be too technical, but they, they said, I love this person. And then they went on to say, well, I think I might love this person more than anyone ever. And it's like, I, listen, as somebody who's married now, like when you find the person you love the most, it's not even a comparison. Like, you don't even say things like, well, I love them, and I, I think I love them more than the other person. Like, that's not how I talk about my wife, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I hear that, I hear a 24-year-old talking, thinking, I have really, really strong feelings for someone, and I think I love them. Like, I think they believe they love them. Uh, I don't know if it's as strong as they think it is, because, again, they're only 24. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you're only 24... You're not entirely sure that this is the right person. And then you hear this. Uh, I think move on. Like, I know that hurts, but move on. I just don't know that this is something you'll ever be able to fully get past. Like, if this is some, someone who, like, made you consider taking your life. Yeah. Uh, I think that I, conversation over, man. Like, I just don't think that's the person you marry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't... Uh I actually don't disagree with you at all, but I'm going to nuance this a little bit because one of the things that jumped out to me and not actually when I first found this, but after reading through it and we were talking about it for a couple of minutes, um, there was a, when I was in middle school and early high school, there was a kid that I'm going to change his name to James because I'm 99% certain that we didn't go to school with anyone named James. And if we did, I'm <laughs> really sorry that I forgot you existed. Sorry, James. Uh, <laughs> but um, there was a kid that I viciously bullied and uh, it was completely out of a place of, of real insecurity um, I was struggling with a lot of like, uh, mortality issues at the time. Like I was faced with mortality for the first time in my life. Um, I, you know, was really physically insecure. 
Um, I got teased a lot by friends, and so I took that out on someone who was uh, a vulnerable, more vulnerable target than I was. Um, and uh, eventually, he changed schools. And years went by. I was probably 21, I think, maybe 20. And I found him on Facebook and, you know, just wrote him this really long message that, like, no Facebook message can ever make up for this, but, like, I don't want to presume that we have coffee or something like that. Um, And I just want to tell you how sorry I am and how wrong it was, how I treated you and, and what I did to you. And, you know, he responded very shortly but graciously and, um, you know, hilariously. Um, I haven't, you know, seen him in person since since then, but, like, you know, I'd seen him on Facebook and the dude is, like, enormous. Like, he could kick the, he could kick the crap out of me now. <laughs> so, like, maybe my, maybe my apology is meaningless for that reason. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's why he's so buff right now. Right. He was getting ready to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> cross me in lipstick off his to kill yeah, list. Yeah. Uh, like in, uh, what was that? Happy Gilmore? Happy. No, no. Uh, uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, Billy Madison. Um, no, but, but he, uh, he was really gracious with me and, and accepted the apology. And, you know, it wasn't this, you know, uh, restoration, you know, we, we didn't try and build a relationship after that, that I think for, both of us probably felt inappropriate. Um, but the remorse on my part was real and the change on my part was real. And I think that, you know, for you throw, I think that, or or for anyone out there who's in some similar ish type of a situation or something that you're wrestling with, that this really strikes a chord. I don't think that there's any reason for you to continue on with this relationship unless you choose to. And if you choose to, then good on you. And it's going to be a hard road. And it sounds like he has, you know, grown up a lot, probably matured a fair amount and probably healed from some of his, you know, underlying wounds. Um, but I would absolutely encourage both of you get in therapy because you're both going to need it if you mm-hmm. decide to continue on in this relationship. And if you do decide to continue on, I, I probably need it if it ends here too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I, I, I think that if you continue on good on you and I think that if you decide that, uh, that the trauma, the real trauma that you experienced is just, you're not at a place where you can move forward in any kind of relationship with him, even a friendship good on you. Like that's, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I think that, I think that, uh, it's entirely in your hands. It's entirely up to your process where you're at in your process. Um, I think that a break's a good idea. I would seriously encourage like, take this time in the break to like say like, Hey, I'm going to go see a therapist. I actually think you should too. Um, Mm. because you know, I, I would guess it sounds like from reading this that throw actually believes that he loves her Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, he needs to work through because it sounds like he, you know, confessed to her. She obviously didn't remember. And he confessed to her in a late night, you know, sort of like, you know, darkness of the soul conversation. Like, I did this. And it's probably something that's weighed on him since he realized the connection. And he probably needs help Mm -hmm. to work through that. Um, But... We wish the best for you, however things end up. Um, it's certainly difficult. And it, hey, if you're out there, uh, geckos, and you feel like uh, you know you're confronted with some sort of like toxic relationship with your past, you know, I absolutely encourage you uh, get counseling. Uh, you can reach out to us at hello at batchpadpodcast.com, and we will respond to you with some resources that we have. Um, I, I would love to like rattle them off right now, but I, I don't know what some of those counseling resources are off the top of my head. Um, so I'm going to put them in the show notes when we post this, because obviously this ended on a super real note. Uh, and I, I didn't exactly anticipate it for it too. I, I didn't read the whole thing. Um, but I think it's an important note. And if we've learned anything from last season, The Bachelor, uh, we're all primed right now for real talks. And so I think as fun as this show is, I'm perfectly okay with it. Having some serious notes from here and there. Totally. And I think it would be good to uh, work through if, if you're really thinking about continuing this relationship is you have to ask yourself, if you're capable of getting to the point of complete forgiveness with him, because I think to, to pursue a relationship where that's not even a possibility, like I don't think it's fair to you or to him because there's never going to be that full intimacy. There's never going to be full trust. There's never going to be the core of what a true, a good relationship is. And so uh, know that to, to pursue relationship with him, if you want it to be a good one, um, it's asking a lot of you to sacrifice of um, being willing to completely and fully forgive him and, and move past this. So I completely agree with you, Tyler. If if you choose to pursue it, I think it's uh, honorable. If you choose to not pursue it, I think it's honorable. I think you can go either way. Uh, we'll, we support you. You probably will never listen to this, but we support you. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I, I think we do need to talk about serious stuff every once in a while. But uh, Geckos, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we we love hearing from you. Uh, we had a shout out to Francis earlier. We have another shout out to Athena who texted us today when we were watching the episode. She hosted an episode with us last, or actually our first season. Or no, was it last season? I don't remember which season you were on, Athena. So obviously you didn't mean that much to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, uh, but she she called us Munden asses. Yeah, which I don't know what that is. I had to look it up. Uh, Maybe that's our word. Of that's the day. our word of the day. I had to look it up. That it, an amalgamation. It's it's uh, an adjective for having like the 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 quality of being mundane. Mm. And uh, uh, we asked Jeremy, uh, did that apply to you? And she said definitely. So <laughs> <laughs> you as well are are have the quality of Munden ass. All right. So, Should uh, I be uh, flattered or offended. insulted? Offended. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Deeply offended. All right. And hurt. Color me offended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, thank you, uh, Athena, for uh, reaching out. Thank you, Francis, for reaching out. Uh, any of you geckos out there that want to shout out, feel free to email us at hello at batchpadpodcast.com or you can DM us on Twitter at batchpadpodcast. We'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know whether you like pineapple on pizza. Let us know how much you love Jeremy or hate Jeremy or uh, really anything. We just want to hear from you guys. So uh, we will see you guys next week as we continue The Bachelor with Mr. Matt James.